0: Uh, this is Jordan McConnell. Thank you for joining me for episode two of my podcast, Crohn's Veteran. Um, you have earned your stripes, so so happy to be here. Uh, today's episode is uh, talking about um, smoking, tobacco, and uh, and its effect uh, with Crohn's disease. And so this is a topic that's near and dear to me. I um, I am in uh, week uh, three of uh, quitting uh, smoking tobacco. And um, I'm about one week out from uh, quitting altogether. and so this uh, this show is actually an exercise to help me to help me uh, stay stay quit and um, and kind of speak on some of the issues with Crohn's disease, uh, being an African American, and uh, and also in, uh, and just some facts and uh, some ho- hopefully some, some valuable information that you, you know you guys can can take home with you here. And so so mainly, uh, so 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 to start out here, um, just some uh, quick quick tips and um, facts about uh, smoking in the United States. Uh, more than 16 million Americans are living with a disease that's caused by smoking. Um, and for every person who dies because of smoking, at least 30 people live with a serious smoking-related illness. And uh, and before I go any further, I'm getting all this information uh, from the uh, CDC. Uh, website uh, cdc.gov and I will put that in the uh, notes of the podcast as well and, and, and also any other uh, resources that I speak on will be uh, included in, this, in the uh, description and the speaker notes uh, later too um, so also um, you know, worldwide uh, smoking kills more than 7 million people a year um, by the year 2030 if things don't change that will, that will go up to 8 million people a year and uh, in the United States, that number is about four hundred eighty thousand people. And so, as a uh, dad myself, um, you know, one of my biggest drivers to quit smoking uh, was to, to break a pattern. I am kind of I am uh, a third generation smoker, as far as I know. And um, the last thing I would like is for my you know son to co- to continue on that uh, that trend. And so, uh, you know, so when he hears this, you know, he he can definitely know that uh, smoking is you know terrible and. And uh, you should never pick it up in the first place. And um, and also to anybody else out there too, uh, never ever pick up smoking. And um, you know it's an expensive habit. Um, so also, yeah. Speaking of speaking of the expense, um, the uh, total economic cost of smoking is more than 300 billion dollars a year. Um, that and, and, and nearly 170 billion dollars of that is in direct medical care for adults. And so, um, and so even so even with me, my my thing was that, yeah, I started smoking when I was, I think nineteen cigarettes. and and so you can just think about you know, that four or five dollars of a pack every couple of days, and then uh, sometimes I would buy cartons and things of that nature. And so just you know, the even besides the uh, health aspect of smoking, the expense of it, you know, just hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a year. That could be, you know, used to um, do a lot more healthy, fun things for yourself and for your family and for your bank account. And so, um, and so, when it comes to uh, Crohn's disease, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, smoking is one of the worst things for Crohn's disease in particular. And uh, and I smoked uh, for about twenty years, and, and so my when I was diagnosed. I uh, I was 14 years old, so that was before I I picked I picked up smoking and I picked up smoking, and so um, I picked up smoking. I said, but 19 years old, like I said, and so um and so now and and some of the things that I wish I had known, or actually I did know, uh, some of these uh, things about Crohn's disease and smoking, but you know the addiction uh, was just too strong, and so now I'm in a better place to quit and uh, help, you know quit and stay quit. And so, uh, so, and so for anybody that's out there with Crohn's disease that's currently smoking, um, you can know that uh, according to the Crohn's and Colitis uh, Foundation out, out of the United Kingdom, um, they say that the relationship between smoking and Crohn's disease and ulcerative uh, colitis uh, is complex. Um, pretty much uh, the studies and science out there is saying that people who smoke are more likely to develop Crohn's disease. Um, and that you know, and also the severity of the disease can increase as a result of smoking. But in contrast, ulcerative colitis uh, patients are less likely to develop Crohn's disease, uh, or or less likely to develop colitis. But um, of course, that's not exactly a positive thing because smoking still has a ton of you know negative aspects on the on the on the on the body. Um, and so now. Some of the uh, adverse effects of uh, smoking, uh, tobacco, um, that, you know, if you Cro- also uh, have Crohn's disease, uh, you may experience uh, more severe symptoms and complications such as strictures or narrowing in the bowel that can cause uh, dangerous blockages. You're more likely to de- develop fist, uh, fistulas or, obno- or, or abnormal passageways in the body that uh, can require surgery, um, more flare-ups, can require uh, immunosuppressant drugs, uh, such as biologics like Remicade that I am on, as an example. Um, and sometimes uh, the, the Crohn's treatments may not be as effective if you smoke. If you smoke along with them, and uh, and are more likely to need surgery and to have to return the for for additional surgeries. Um, and also, you're more likely to develop um, extraintestinal manifestations of Crohn's disease. And what, and what that means is just uh, non non-digestive stuff like uh, weak bones or skin disorders or eye problems or uh, arthritis, and so you know, what, all all that is to say um, that um, you should you know if you if you're smoking and you have Crohn's disease, you should uh, definitely look into quitting um, because uh, more than likely it's gonna it's gonna do a whole lot for you know to ease your symptoms. Uh, in addition to all the other therapies, you know, that you may be on to cope. Um, And so, uh, yeah, so, according, again, uh, according to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, uh, you know, in in, in non-smokers Crohn's appears milder, Um, you know, and and once you have stopped smoking for a year, which, you know, I plan on, you know, doing, it's my goals, uh, is is that the chances of flare-up may be as low as for someone with Crohn's who has never smoked in the first place, and so, that would be a dream. That would make me really really happy to, you know, definitely reduce my symptoms. Um and so as so also so it's kind of a, a kind of a uh, intersection um that I'm also a uh, African American uh, guy and so uh smoking uh, has a uh, unique uh, impact on the African American community and in, uh, in that um you know, 66% of African American uh, children uh, are exposed to secondhand smoke according to this again the CDC um, and that number drops to about 45 percent in, in African- American adults that are 20 years or, or, or older and uh, and as a uh, ethnic group African- American non-smokers people who do not smoke generally have a, a higher indicator of recent exposure to tobacco smoke than than uh, other than other non-smokers of other ethnicities or races, which I, which, which actually I find really interesting. So just you know, just so just because you're an African American means that you probably have some tobacco in your system. Um, now, now as far as quitting, uh, African Americans like like myself, um, you know we you know we try um, more more so than other ethnicities and races to actually quit, and we also um, say that we want to quit more often than other people. But um, but we're less successful in quitting because of lack of access to resources and um, you know and you know and some other institutional problems that uh, that prevent lack of access to proper counseling and medication and uh, other solutions. And so, um, and not only that, uh, African Americans or Black people or Black and Brown people are um, you know heavily, heavily, heavily marketed to uh, as far as um, nicotine products. And um the tobacco companies have historically placed a large amount of advertising in African- American publications um, so actually uh, African- American uh, youth and uh, and adults actually are exposed to more cigarette and tobacco and nicotine ads than uh, than, than white or Caucasian or other 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 um, ethnicities and so um so there's definitely a reason why you know different you know different populations you know have different you know rates of usage than, than others um, and also that and also there's been some research that's showing that menthol cigarettes which were you know like my you know uh, choice um, when, I, when I when I was smoking um, made, made me maybe more addictive than the non-menthol cigarettes which is interesting and so um, and so there's and of course there's price promotions and marketing and you know uh, discounts and coupons and stuff that makes you know, uh, smoking that I'm much more attractive to for you know different populations and stuff, and so, um, and so what I, you know, and so what I really find interesting, you know, about smoking, you know, is that for me it was, um, you know, although going all the way back to, you know, when I said when I was nineteen and probably started, excuse me, dab, you know, dabbling in that when I was probably sixteen or seventeen, is that um, you know you, you know. Uh, initially you're experimenting with that kind of stuff but you know but but you know as I got older it was, you know, more of a mental health, you know, anxiety kind of a fix and so I actually did a little research on that too and you know, and uh you know that um actually you know you may think it's you know helping your mental health but you know there's it's a very possibility that's doing the opposite and you know and this is not, you know, scientific for for me but it's more like anecdotal. But you know I've definitely noticed um you know, in all my years of smoking that the people that I'm around aren't necessarily happy people. And so, um, you know, there's always some kind of issue in their lives that they kind of turn to smoking to make themselves feel better. And, you know, and I kind of, you know, resolved to, you know, find, you know, healthier outlets, you know, instead of, you know, always going back to smoking because, you know, it it kind of felt like to me that uh, smoking was, you know, one of those things where uh, you know, if you're drinking poison, you know, hoping the other person dies. You know, it's it's a self destructive, you know, behavior that um, you know, I'm trying you know, that i struggle I struggle now to really see the benefit behind because really it's you know, it's expensive, you know, it may be a few dollars a day or you know, five or six dollars a day depending on where you live. But, you know, that definitely adds up. That's money that could be used for, you know, more fun things and like savings or um and you know, buying, buying it, you know, buying something, you know, for for yourself, treating yourself to, you know, something healthy, something fun, and so. And so, yeah. So as far as you know, smoking and stress, you know, the idea that you know people smoke cigarettes to help ease the signs and symptoms of stress, you know, is known as you know self-medication, and self-medication comes in a variety of forms, you know. But you know, for the purposes of this, you know, show. You know, we are just talking about you know tobacco, but people do you know alcohol or caffeine or sugar or harder drugs or you know there's a lot of lot of ways people self-medicate to you know just to try to you know ease ease the symptoms of you know whatever they're whatever they're going through, and that may just be from a you know a lack of access to care, and so um and so you know and as far as anxiety goes, which is you know something that I used to use you know tobacco for. Um, you know the feeling of you know relaxation or the reduction in stress and anxiety from uh, smoking is you know fleeting and temporary and and soon gives you know soon you know those same withdrawal symptoms and increased cravings come back and so it's kind of a never-ending cycle which is why it's so difficult to quit. And so I actually read somewhere that this source I actually don't remember off the top of my head. I think it was on Reddit. I read it uh, comment section, but it was saying that. Um you know this person was uh addicted to alcohol addicted to cocaine addicted to nicotine, and out of the three um nicotine was the hardest to quit and so um it makes me feel good that I've you know been I've been you know I'm a week out from you know quitting this is definitely not my first time trying to quit, and so uh this this show is the, you know is my own therapy to try to you know help me and you know anybody else out there that's struggling to quit because you know I can definitely empathize with how tough it is and I sincerely hope you, you know you can quit, and I want you to quit because you know the people that love you you know need you in their lives. And so, um, so that's gonna uh, wrap up uh, my show today. Um, if you know, if you guys like what you heard, you know, I would I know I would greatly appreciate your support. You know, please subscribe to my show, uh, following me on Instagram uh, at Crohn's Veteran. That's C R C R O H N S V E T E R A N. You can check me out on LinkedIn also. Uh, you can shoot me an email at jordan at cronesveteran.com. dot com. Um, of course, I'm looking for you know feedback. You know what you guys think about the show. Um, you know any you know, any insight to help, to help me make it better is greatly appreciated. You guys stay safe out there and you know and have a and have a great day. Bye bye.